Welcome to the New Adventures. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. Back to talk about the CW Superman and Lois, of course. Episode 9 of Season 1. Loyal Subjects. We're now 60% of the way through Season 1. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, so in this episode, Lois, Chrissy, and Clark team up to piece together the significance of Smallville to Morgan Edge. I, I guess that's accurate. I guess that's accurate. I don't know how much they team up, but that is accurate. So directed by Eric Dean Seaton and written by Andrew N. Wong. Uh, more movement, obviously. Lots of movement on the Morgan Edge, maybe, storyline here. Yeah. What would you think of this episode? Like you said, uh, a lot more movement in the Morgan Edge uh, storyline. We've been spending time with the with the stranger with irons, and we don't see anything from him. We've, we've moved squarely back into uh, who is actually the big bad of this season, it seems. So, yeah, I... I liked this episode. There was uh, there's a lot of movement on a lot of things that I wanted to know more about. Um, so yeah, it was good. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on here. Again, uh, some weird mystery stuff that I'm not sure how I feel about yet, but yeah. I won't know until we uh, those mysteries are revealed. So it's similar to the Captain Luther storyline. Some similar stuff here. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Some cool Superman action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's definitely some confusion, and we'll we'll talk about that as we get into the plot. But there's some some things that I don't really understand. Just some things. Yeah, only some things, not all the things. There are there are definitely things in this episode that I do understand. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's yeah. a good place to start. Lots of yeah, lots of things. Uh, more than some things, lots of things that yeah. I'm not quite sure on from a story perspective, which is I guess makes sense since we're sixty percent of the way through the season. Yeah. So shall we jump in? Uh, so right off the bat, Lois and Chrissy are speculating about Edge with their serial killer board, their red string and cork board, everything. Uh, and she brings in Clark to help, which that was that was pretty exciting. I got a big smile on my face because that's what we've been hoping for for a long time is to to bring Clark and his reporting skills into the mix and get to see him work with Lois. Yeah, I'm not going to point out how coaching shouldn't have kept yeah. him from that. Uh <laughs> But no, it was really cool. I was excited about that. I was hoping there was more of that, especially with the description. Lois, Christine, and Clark teaming up. I mean, kind of. They had a yeah. little montage and then loosely were connected throughout the episode. Not a ton of Clark reporting, but I'm glad it was acknowledged. And it makes sense for Lois to get another set of eyes to look on this mystery that they've been struggling with for a while now. So I, I certainly hope to see more of this in the future. I'm hoping that's setting up more of it going forward. Um, but I'm glad we at least got some acknowledgement and... I guess it means Clark was a great reporter in this universe at one point. Yeah, he was. And we don't get to see him actually in the field doing any reporting or like investigation. It's more just here's some documents. Let's look at them together while Lois explains it all. So hopefully in the future, we get to see them out and about in the field, Mm -hmm. actually looking for stuff together. They've also they have Lana on board still. She is it looks like she's kind of stealing some documents from edge and feeding them info that's where they get all the information about the the subjects uh so then we get to see morgan edge talking to emily emily fawn fan who is yeah fun who we saw from in the last episode she is the the subject that they they seem to be focusing on uh who's had a rough time um but we we see how hard her life has been and then we show her we see her going through the ex-kryptonite treatment and it goes well edge says it'll only take a few days for you to get full control but life will be yours again. So obviously he's not really talking to Emily. I think he's talking to the kryptonite soul that he's put into her. Yeah. Uh, cool little montage there with Emily and her family where we see everything they're going through, what Morgan Edge's pitches, how he's getting these people 
to seemingly volunteer for him. And I wonder if that's part of whatever process he is doing. People have to willingly be able to commit, you know, because mm-hmm. he asks them, are you ready? So I think that's interesting how he does that. And you feel bad for Emily's family. Like she's trying to do the right thing, trying to help her family out. But she's clearly uh, following this supervillain of some sorts that has some kind of cult. Yeah. If you if you need to be put into like an industrial sized suntan <laughs> bed, like and go through a process like that, it's probably not something you should be involved in, but you definitely do feel bad for it. You can kind of get where you might fall for Edge's initial pitch if you're mm-hmm. in the right frame, even though he kind of talks like a little bit like a supervillain. But at what point do you decide, yeah, get in this machine and we're gonna press some buttons and you come out and it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, quite know the A to Z there. C-A and I see Z. I'm in between. Uh, I feel bad for Emily. Badge, he wants to change the world. He says, I want to change this world. Yeah, I think that was important. Um, obviously vague, but a uh, key line of what he wants. Uh, I, I want to do the same thing I've always wanted to do, change. I want to change this world, and you're going to help me do that. Yeah. So meanwhile, uh, there's a nice little scene of Lois. She wants Clark to convince people to stay away from Edge, but... While this is all going on, he's packing the boys' lunches into giant brown paper bags. Like, they've got grocery bags <laughs> full of lunch. But uh, And he uses his super hearing to know when the bus shows up. I, I just like little moments, little family moments like this, of just being a part of a super family and what that entails. And seeing Clark putting the boys' lunch together is just kind of cool. Me too. They do lunch bigger in Kansas, I guess. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> and they're growing boys. So, uh, But Lana tells Chrissy and Lois that she doesn't see anything shady going on obviously chrissy and lois are still going to keep digging into that further yeah nothing stood out to her i like how lana is involved in this storyline so far Mm -hmm. and her double agentness and working with the gazette uh then clark goes to the diner and he runs into emily there and she talks like she's in a cult for sure (laughs) words like the the things that she's saying and he's just kind of politely nodding and saying "Uh uh-huh that sounds great (laughs) um but she tells him that Lana can hook him up with a job uh, and get him into the same program. So uh, I don't think he's going to sign up for that, but we'll, time will time will tell. Maybe he should, and then he would figure out the whole process. Yeah, it actually it might end up going that <laughs> way. Um, but he also hears uh, a bank robbery going on in Mexico. So he, he leaves for Mexico, takes out the bad guys, but he's weak and he's short of breath and he passes out. And the, the bad guys are just shooting him on the ground while he's he's knocked out. But then he, he comes to and saves the day. Yeah, it seems like he's getting depowered kryptonite or some effect almost every episode. But besides that, I really thought this was a pretty cool action scene. All the way he busts and mm-hmm. destroys the door. I find it kind of feel bad for the bank uh, having to replace those doors, although they've got more problems inside there. Or I should feel bad for the insurance company for yeah. the bank. But it was cool once... Uh, seeing how the effects of the kryptonite gas were affecting him. And I just loved when he spoke Spanish at the end and yeah. is everything all right and taking off. I love seeing that as a Superman, as a character of the world. Yeah, me too. Edge is getting more recruits. Uh, he wants to run an ad in the newspaper, which obviously Lois and Chrissy are not happy with. So Lois goes and disrupts the meeting that he's having with the recruits and tries to tell people not to trust him. But he uh, sends them all away so that he can talk to her one-on-one as a supervillain, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically let it known he is a supervillain. Yeah. Man, we all love Lois because she's a little smidge impulsive sometimes. Uh, 
I think Edge is her kryptonite, and she's just she'll just attack him without a plan. And I don't know what her plan was here, because she just comes off as this outsider to this town coming in and right like a crazy conspiracy conspiracy theorist the thing he said the thing she's i yeah it's it's nice that she didn't bring up the kryptonian theory in front of all <laughs> of those people but she does not waste any time bringing up to edge she probably didn't want to tempt them like if you guys this guy just wants to give you superpowers they'd be right. like oh yeah. where do i sign up <laughs> yeah edge doesn't really do that good of a job of denying it he just kind of plays with lois and basically just says well yeah but i'm not forcing people to do it i'm I'm not going to deny that I'm making Kryptonians, really. Um, but then he he tells Lois that she should call Superman with her ELT, and but tells her to be careful because maybe Irons was right about Superman meeting with other Kryptonites and that turning him into a, a bad guy. Yeah, so it seems like that's the way they're going. Edge is going to try to convince Superman to join him. Yeah, and yeah, he he's not trying at all to convince Lois that he's not a bad guy. He's basically just letting her know that no one's going to believe her. Uh, and then we got a, a deleted scene of Jonathan trying to ask Tegan Wickham out, uh, but she's not interested. And for some reason, Coach Gaines is there and he just kind of makes fun of Jonathan <laughs> while he's walking down the, the hall of the high school. I guess we should call these extended scenes now. Yeah. That I think about it uh, that are on the extended cut. But yeah, felt bad for John there getting shut down. I thought I thought Tegan was maybe interested in him, but she was just being nice to the new guy with a broken arm. So sad for him. I, I don't know. I, he didn't seem like he... I, he seemed smooth around girls in Metropolis. Maybe Small was yeah. messed up his game, or maybe he had a long-term thing with Eliza and hasn't been able to figure it out since. But, yeah, heartbreaking scene there. Coach Gaines continues to be the real villain of this show in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting to make fun of his backup quarterback for getting right. shot down. <laughs> uh, just stay, Like, he just popped up out of nowhere. I, I love that. Um I'm not sure why Sarah told John to stay away from Tegan unless she really knew she, Sarah really knew Tegan wasn't interested in him. I'm not sure what that was about. Yeah, I I have the feeling we'll end up seeing somewhat of a thing where Sarah actually likes Jonathan and that's going to cause some conflict between Jordan and Jonathan and maybe that's why she was trying to steer him clear of Tegan. That could be. But we'll see. Back at the Kent farm, Clark is all bruised up, uh, and they, he thinks it might be because of the gas that he got sprayed with in the last episode when he was fighting with Rossetti at the DoD. Uh, but yeah, he he looks pretty pretty beat up. Those bullets did a job on him. Pretty lean and also bruised. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for Tyler Hecklin, I think his first shirtless scene as Superman. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense that the gas, considering he was having trouble breathing, and now he's weakened in some way i think that was a pretty obvious guess um so i think i think that's neat that those effects were going forward um but i don't know they didn't really ever address if he got better or if it slowly went away that that was the biggest thing that i was confused about this episode is because you know looking forward a little bit they spend a lot of time getting the kryptonite out of jonathan or out of jordan and fixing him and making him better but they don't do that to clark but is clark okay now he seems okay yeah, so he said, we're going to have to do what, to Jordan, what happened to me. So I thought that was just like a vague term when he'd ran into Kryptonite before. Right. I don't know if he meant he had already been to the fortress and got it burned out of him somehow, mm -hmm. or if the effects are still bothering him. I didn't. I don't think that was clear. Yeah, I'd say that that's one of the more confusing things from this episode. 
Oh, speaking of which, Jordan is having a nice moment with Sarah, and then he, he freeze sneezes. He's he sneezes, and his his new freeze breath comes out, and he immediately calls Clark, which I I'm glad to see that. Like he's I think he's learning, and he's mm-hmm. he's not trying to hide stuff anymore. He uses his ELT immediately. Uh, but that's where Clark kind of jumps to a a big conclusion, I think. But uh, you know that you have to sometimes. But he says you're infected too, and he thinks the the gas was a bioweapon that causes a communicable disease amongst people with kryptonian powers which was an interesting leap i think yeah uh maybe a little bit but also a little real world a little topical yeah i I didn't know if we wanted to talk about that but that was especially like the scene where jordan is lying in bed and says i can't breathe like that was a little weird to see on the show that is definitely i think supposed to be kind of escapist from reality that was that was a little weird to see I was also thinking, shouldn't they all be quarantining? If this right. is only affect Kryptonians, do we know that? Or can it jump to humans? Should Jordan spend 14 days in isolation, all that? Uh, should they both be at the fortress for a while? Right. Yeah, especially because he's lying on the bed and the whole family is just kind of standing really close to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, that's probably not how you're supposed to do that. Yeah. But Sarah's worried about Jordan because he, he has to run away with clark and she needs someone to come play for her at the talent show the talent show is in this episode yeah i guess we can talk about all the jordan stuff mm-hmm. now um i do wonder why nobody just texted sarah and said that jordan was sick yeah. and couldn't come back because sarah even talks to jonathan and mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't really make any excuse he just i think he says something along the lines of like he's running late or he'll be here or something yeah well he says we'll go find him right and figure out what's going on but then i don't think jonathan ever tells sarah oh he's he got sick like it's not even a lie he got sick and he's not gonna be able to make it tonight yeah it so it seems a little bit like manufactured conflict that will come up between them because he didn't he was a no-show but hopefully they can resolve that but yeah while we're while we're on the subject of jordan so they take him to the fortress and that's where Jorel tells him that you got to use the, the same thing you did. And that basically the fortress just shoots him with lasers to get all of the, the kryptonite out of him. Still confused about how Clark got better if he did that at Wells. But it did lead to the nice moment where Clark kind of broke down and, mm-hmm. you know, apologized to Jordan and said, you know, these he didn't want these things for his sons. But, you know, because of who he is, his son has to go through this. And it was it was a nice bonding moment between them. And Jordan understands and recognizes and tells Clark that it's, you know, you didn't choose this either. Like, you didn't choose to be superpowered. So I didn't choose this. You didn't choose this. And I, I thought it was a nice moment between the two of them. Yeah, nice, nice little scene for Hecklin and a good scene between the two of them that they acknowledge this. And Jordan's all smiles this last couple episodes. He's He's been in a good mood, I think, with Sarah. Things going well with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a cool acknowledgement. Hey, you didn't ask for him either. So... I thought that was a cool short scene, but I liked it. So meanwhile, Emily uh, talks to Lana and tries to tell her something about Edge, but she assumes that Lana has already gone through the the treatment too. So Lana is obviously suspicious of what's going on. And right then, Edge calls her in and kind of confronts her about snooping around in things that she shouldn't be looking at and tells her that she is being intimidated by Lois. Um, and then he says he's going to give Lana the same offer that he's given everybody else. Yeah, so kind of creepy. We assume at that point that Lesla, Leslie Lar is listening in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if they could do something cool with that in future episodes where a villain with those powers using them for evil can be really scary because we know Superman wouldn't invade people's privacy. Like he should, you could argue he should probably be 
listening in to Edge and right. Leslie at all times just figure out whatever their evil plan is before they take people to the tanning bed. Uh, but he doesn't because he doesn't do that unless he has probable cause. So you could do something creepy with Lar listening into everything, everybody else's conversations in the town. And we, we have seen something kind of along those lines. But yeah, that's right. that's definitely something they could do more of. And then we get some some really good moments, I feel like, between Lois and her dad, Sam Wayne, about him endangering her family with this bioweapon. And she basically tells him straight up that she can't forgive him and tells him that he's not welcome at their house anymore. But to his credit, he, he sticks around and he kind of saves the day later. And I think he realizes that maybe he went too far or that he didn't trust trust them enough so i i thought it was it was really nice the kind of arc that they those two characters had together in this episode yeah i i really like this episode the lane dynamic here Mm -hmm. and and what they did with sam because i totally understand why everyone's so upset with sam but also at the same time we know morgan edge is giving people superpowers so maybe those defensive weapons that he's creating aren't such a terrible idea especially because he may come using them later right yes yeah (laughs) yes that's the point. He ended up using him sooner than I thought he would need him. Yeah. And, you know, Lois comes right off of talking to him and she goes right off of that into talking to Jonathan about uh, being really upset that her sons are always in mortal danger. And I think Jonathan does a good job of comforting her and, you know, explaining that this is just something that kind of comes with the territory of the of being in the family that they are. Yeah. Uh, how often is she in danger? But I like how that carried over a theme from last week's episode. Mm-hmm. And this time, instead of being worried about Jonathan, well, she's about to be worried for him, I guess. Yeah. She was worried about Jordan. Uh, so I, li- I like how they just carried that forward and acknowledged it after it being a huge part of the plot last week. Yeah, that was good. And it, it leads to Jonathan kind of venting those feelings towards Sam as well. He gets to have his moment with his grandpa on the porch and ask him why he built the weapons. And you know, Sam tries to explain where he's coming from. And, you know, it does. It makes some sense. But jonathan's not having any and he says that he's wrong and that he could never be scared of his family and calls him a coward so it was it was kind of kind of cool to see jonathan sticking up standing up to his you know this general in the army standing up to him like that yeah a real neat scene for john um, but at the talent show jordan obviously he's not there so kyle saves the day with his guitar and he's been acting really kind of happy? strange he's, yeah really happy which, which is strange <laughs> right so he's been super happy this episode he he's nice he has a guitar he helps sarah make it through her song and everybody's happy yay yeah uh but no i did i did feel good actually and again another thing that carried forward from last week Mm -hmm. uh and at that point i was was feeling good because i'm kind of rooting for kyle yeah in a lot of ways i I think he wants to be a good dad so at the but after sarah performs at the talent show emily's daughter gets up and avery i think it was avery yes thank you uh so but as she's performing, Emily gets up right in the middle of that because she hears something with the the super hearing, which I, I like the sound effect that they use for the super hearing because you don't they don't just hear you don't actually hear what they're hearing. You just know like, oh, they just heard something. So I yeah. like that. That's what I figured it was. Now, I like it, too, but it's mm-hmm. kind of vague. Like, um, are they all hearing the same thing or is that just a sign that they're hearing something, which is what I guess it is? Yeah, I think it's it's better than just having them like kind of look strangely off into the distance without us knowing anything so <laughs> smallville did some zoom ins yes. on a cg eardrum a few <laughs> times try some different things which was neat uh this is a little different approach um but what she's heard is edge has activated his subjects uh 
Leslie Lars says, are you going to take down Superman because she shows him that he's still weak? And he says, no, the one that Superman protects, which is Lois Lane, obviously. Um, but Kyle follows Emily out. He wants to see what's going on. Sam, General Sam, even though he's not welcome at the house anymore, he is he's still there while they're waiting for Jordan and Clark to get back from the, the fortress. And he's on the phone. He says he doesn't know how long they'll be affected. And he says something about he didn't get a chance to try out the prototype because obviously uh, he wasn't Clark wasn't up to it. And I think it was dark, but that was that the gun that he ends up using later that shoots the gas? So I assumed I assumed they were setting up that he had the weapon, but I can't imagine why he would want to use that on Clark. Yeah, neither. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe it was like it is more directed than what Rosetti used in the lab or something, and so there's less of a chance of Clark getting hurt. I don't really understand what what it was. Or maybe he had. Maybe that was something different. Yeah, I don't. Maybe he also had, <laughs> also for some reason, had a prototype of something and had a weapon. Yeah. Casey got mad. I don't know. Uh, but he sees someone sneaking into the, the Kent house while he's out there. And uh, Lana calls Lois and explains about Emily being weird and tells her about Edge's offer, which she hadn't explained before. But as that happens, that's when Emily and Jasper Towns, uh, who is one of the other subjects, I believe he's one of the ones who was at the meeting that Lois stormed into. I, I, oh, think was I he? saw him there. Not I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's just, he's the, the second person with kryptonium powers there but they've shown up and uh, they start going after lois and jonathan but sam bursts in and uses the gas to help them escape and kind of holds them off on his own cool action scene for sam Mm -hmm. yeah emily eventually gets the best of him and knocks him out but he definitely saves the day there and we get to see that those weapons did come in handy so maybe they will keep them around yeah shoots some red sunlight at him i guess yeah jonathan does with the the weapon that he saved from heat save the weapons from the rv which it's kind of interesting that irons didn't notice those missing maybe he'll come back and (laughs) and see that but yeah he's he's got a solar gun that he can use and kyle tries to take it away from him uh but that's when we find out that kyle has powers so this what did you think about this um i I don't think anybody's surprised that kyle eventually became a subject i was a little surprised how it happened i should have i should have seen it coming but Mm -hmm. now that i think about it there are signs on the rewatch how he's in a different mood Mm-hmm. he's just living that best life he wants lois to suffer i guess that was edge's plan not to kill her but to let her suffer which is definitely dark but those so john's weapons john's mm-hmm. weapons that he got from john um yeah i guess the solar solar red sunlight doesn't mm-hmm. just not power up kryptonians it also drains them yeah it's it's been done different ways in the comics where it's the red sunlight just doesn't power you up you get power from the yellow sun and then if you're in a red sunlight, well, you've still got whatever power you had. It just will slowly drain. You won't get recharged. So it'd be like you have a full tank of gas. Right. And then you go drive by a gas station and don't get gas. You've still got the gas you had. But that is not the case here. It looks like they're, it actually will drain them, the red sunlight, going back a couple episodes to when it first appeared with John Henry Iron. Yeah. And I forgot to mention, too, that they Lois tried to call Superman earlier with her, her ELT, but they Emily took it away from her so they have got possession of an elt now so she's not able to call superman until later which and she uses a different one so i think jonathan has one i think we've said in the past that he didn't have one or or it seemed no, like he no, should no, have that was sam's sam handed oh it to yeah us yeah yeah that's right and said keep 
pressing it until we come. Yeah, Jonathan should have one. This is the multiple multiple times it has <laughs> seemed like it would be quite handy if he had one. <laughs> Seven or eight episodes overdue, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Superman shows up, saves them, and but the, the Kryptonians all get away, or the subjects, I should say. He takes. He, I guess he drops Kyle in a field somewhere. Yeah. Comes back, and the other ones ran away because of the the weapon. Mm-hmm. After after that's been taken care of, Sam and Lois are sitting together and he's he's nursing his head with a, a bag of peas. Um and they it's kinda nice they make up. She's not mad anymore and but Sam kinda agrees that she was right and uh promises to keep him and the, the army there to in Smallville to help protect everyone and to investigate what's going on and that's where Lois says that, that war that they've been talking about seems like it's starting now. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, good lane stuff and I it makes sense that they're gonna stay around because if it's just Clark with however many Kryptonian powered people, you probably need some help. Yeah. So Kyle shows back up at, at home and he explains, you know, that he blacked out and woke up in a field, like you said, I guess Superman dropped him off there and he doesn't know what's what's going on, and that's where, you know, Lana figures it out, puts two and two together, and uh we see that Edge made that offer to to him and he has gone through the treatment. Yeah, and then we I guess it's a big end reveal. Chrissy finds out Leslie Lar is actually Irma Sayers from Smallville and mm-hmm. the guy from back in the hotel, David Fugelstat, were both from Smallville. So it's clear they kind of put everything together. It looks like the ex-Kryptonite being around in Smallville for 40, 40-ish years or whatever since Clark landed has done something to the Smallville people. That's why they're able to become subjects. Yeah, and it, it does open up a, a few confusing things of like, okay, if there's different kinds of kryptonite and they've landed in different parts of the world, what what else is going on elsewhere? Is Smallville the only place where it's a weird kryptonite that does something like this to people? So maybe that is future stories they could they could tell in different locations around the world, or maybe this is just an explanation that they have and we're not going to come back to it. Yeah, well, I think it leaves it open if they want to yeah. use other kinds. Obviously, we know Green K has been found mm-hmm. um if they want to do something with red k in the future or any other colors of the rainbow rainbow flavored kryptonite that they have they could do in the future um but it sounds like xk is only smallville so this is very largely a premise not unlike what smallville did where the meteor racks gave people powers it's also been done a little bit in comics not quite to the extent of smallville but it sounds like it's something like that and then we get the uh the big ending where Edge calls Superman with Lois's ELT to the, the middle of the desert, and he's got powers, and he got those powers when he landed on the planet, he said, when he landed on this planet. He's got a Kryptonian, it looks like Kryptonian symbol on his chest, and he calls Superman brother. So, John, I mean, Tom, I don't know why I called you John. Because <laughs> there's 12 Johns in the show. Yes, Tom, would you like to explain to me and everybody else what's going on? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> But I can't tell you until after episode 15 of this season airs. Okay. Yeah, this is this is definitely the most confused I think I've been watching this show so far. I don't really know what's going on. I, I think it was kind <laughs> of obvious now that Edge has powers and that he is maybe possessed by a Kryptonian or is a Kryptonian himself. That we don't know. But that part was not surprising. I just, I don't understand who he's supposed to be and why he's calling Superman brother. That's that's confusing. Well, we don't know if he means genetic brother. Just Kryptonian brother, I'm assuming, yeah. Or if it's more of a Hulk Hogan, hey brother yeah. type thing where he calls everyone brother. Uh, I would assume he is some sort of Kryptonian, but is he 
Has he overtaken the body of Edge? Maybe dating back to six years ago, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever Edge came into contact then, take him over. And now he's trying to bring back spirits of other Kryptonians or what? I don't know. Um, was there ever a real Morgan Edge or did he land? You know, he says, it was a little confusing because he said he got this powers at the same time as you did. But mm-hmm. then he goes on to say, when I landed. So he could have landed six months ago and taken and he didn't necessarily land the same time right Kal-El. so confusing a little bit uh yeah i don't know what to say about morgan edge if it is morgan edge it does seem like the most likely thing is like you said that that flashback that we saw to saskatchewan because he does he found something that landed on earth six years ago and that is probably whoever took over his body so that that seems like the most likely theory which i wonder if they're going to be able to separate those is that process reversible and there's a good Morgan Edge under there, or was he bad already? Seems like he was doing some shady stuff. If that was really Morgan Edge going and looking for the the Kryptonian that landed there, he was he was up to something. Yeah, uh, was there? Yeah, that's all a good question. I have I don't even know how to speculate because I know that I think the show is actively trying to swerve and misdirect and twist, so it's tough to guess uh, what they have planned. This is the second time in three episodes that what appeared to be the big bad was revealed as not that character at all. They're trying to twist the anyone's comic book knowledge on their head. Yeah. But did you like that to see Edge with powers? <laughs> if this is Edge? Yeah, I, I, I think I do like it. Because I, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel. About, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I was waiting. I like that Edge is a unpowered supervillain, so I wonder if they're going to bring that back somehow or if somebody's inhabiting how. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure where it goes from here. I'm guessing... Something to do with Saskatchewan. Something to do with the original John Henry Irons, maybe, mm-hmm. who also died six years ago around the time of that thing. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, the only thing that I don't like is that it closes off some of the storytelling that I really wanted to see of Morgan Edge being the crime boss, you know, being involved with the crime syndicate and Lois investigating that. So, if he is a Kryptonian and he just has powers and he dies or they're not able to separate him or something, I... I will kind of miss that that storytelling potential. Yeah, I, they could certainly do some cool things with this, and yeah, let's wait and see. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know what to guess. So it's kind of a little out of a field. We're not surprised Edge has powers or is connected somehow, um, but we don't know what that means. I didn't recognize the symbol on his chest. Yeah, I need to brush up on my kryptonite. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, I'm curious where this goes going forward. Obviously, we can see whoever this character is. Uh, leading a team of think I'm, I'm assuming John Henry Irons will be back. I'm assuming Sam Lane's weapons will become handy in the future and however they handle Yeah. But a lot of questions. We still need to find out who this guy is, what happened with Irons Earth mm-hmm. in the beginning and in the end, how do you get here, how all that ties in. Well, I guess we got six more episodes to figure that out. Yeah, like you said, we're 60% of the way through, so this it is not surprising to, to have so many questions at this point. Yeah, all right. Well, I think that is, um, for this episode, we will do a little promo for next week and see what's going on. So if you don't want to know anything, thanks for listening. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. So next week, oh, mother, where art thou? We got a brief little promo here. It looks like the the kids that were in the, the special program for kids who have program or powers uh, that the DoD was running, it looks like they're being let loose or they're escaping or, or something. So maybe we're going to see... A handful of powered kids that they they have to deal with. See tag return, mm-hmm. perhaps. And then we see yeah. Edge talking about his brother chose humanity, and Superman talking about how humans don't deserve to to lose their lives. 
So I guess Edge is going to try to tempt Superman, and he is going to shut it down. That looks like, hmm. yeah. Well, I'm curious to see how it turns out. We've got, looks like we're going to, at least the next two episodes before taking a break, they're both on the schedule, 10 and 11. So at least two more before a brief hiatus gearing up through the finance. So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Thanks for listening. Thank you.